Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. Because we have the Holy Spirit. This is our hope. This is our promise. Verse 12, So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. 13, for if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The Bible teaches that we crucify the flesh and its passions. Have you ever just I don't know, your imagination run wild. I'm going to just run out and do some crazy thing. I'm going to go bar hopping. I'm going to sleep around. I'm going to get high. I'm going to get smashed. I'm just going to drink everyone under the table. I'm just going to live like a dog and die like a hog, <laughs> right? And I'll be the party animal. This is the world, Right? You wake up the next day, what have I done? Who are you? What's going on? <laughs> Why do I have all these cuts and bruises? What's, you know, uh, what crazy stuff have I done? The end of that lifestyle is destruction and ultimately death. But for the Christian, we have a choice. I don't have to live that way anymore. I get to have life and life to the full. I've seen so many Christians come to me. We had this one woman, she says, Pastor, I had five husbands. I did nasty things. I hated the world. I hated people. My family, my parents, my exes, everybody used and abused me, and I never loved anybody until I found the love of Christ. And when Jesus came into my heart, he changed me and he gave me hope. And he gave me love, and now I can love other people. Now I have a purpose, I have a meaning. I've heard the story from so many Christians, their testimonies, Jesus set me free. Verse 14, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So you're a child of God. You have the spirit inside of you. They say blood is thicker than water, right? Blood means your family. But the Holy Spirit is thicker than blood. That means you're connected to God's family. So the Christians are connected to each other through the Holy Spirit, and we're connected to the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're family now. And because I'm a child of God, the Holy Spirit is in me, and he guides me, and he leads me, and he speaks to me. The problem is I have to listen, right? You ever, like, not listen to family? Johnny, take out the trash, feed the dog. No, no, I'm not listening. I have to listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Love that person. Give them food. They're hungry. Now forgive this person. Now you should read your Bible. Commune with me. Pray. Worship me. Oh, Holy Spirit, I'm in the middle of a program in this concert, and, you know, maybe later. So we must choose to obey and to follow and be led by the Spirit. Stop fighting him. 
turn everything off, tune everything out, and focus on the Holy Spirit. I have some big decisions, Holy Spirit. Should I marry this person? Should I take this job? Should I do this move? How can I overcome this vice and habit and hang up in my life? You follow the Holy Spirit, right? You listen to him and you follow him. Didn't Jesus say to his disciples, follow me? Jesus is gone. He's in heaven. But he's left us the Holy Spirit. And he says the same thing. Follow me through the Spirit of Christ. Verse 15. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. You see, when you were in the world, you were a slave, and you were abused and used and spit out. <laughs> Remember the old life? You know, well, I thought he was my friend until I ran out of the drugs and he threw me out of the moving car, right? They were my friend while I had money, right? The world uses and abuses us and we were a slave and sin is a cruel master. And the world can be a nasty and violent place that trashes you. But now we've changed into the kingdom of God. Now we're his children and Christianity is about love. We love each other. It's about grace and we help and we encourage. We don't, the Christian faith isn't slavery. Follow all these rules. The Christian faith is a new family of love and peace and protection and helping one another. Do you see it? Not a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of adoption. Right? Three ways you become family. You marry into family. You're born into family. And you're adopted into family. Jesus is going to marry us. The Holy Spirit has made us born again. And the Father has adopted us. We are his children. And Abba is an unusual uh, Jewish word. Abba is like Dada. Daddy. Oh my gosh, it's the first word that the baby spoke and he called my name. Well, why didn't he say mama? Because <laughs> you were saying daddy, daddy, daddy a hundred times around your little baby, right? He said, daddy, he said, dada, I know he's calling me, right? And we call out to our heavenly father and we say Abba or we say dada or daddy, endearing, intimate. Jesus used this term when he prayed to his father, Abba, Father. And now we get to call out to the God of the universe is my personal father, and I'm tight with him. I'm in because I'm family. I'm going to his kingdom in heaven. Daddy, Abba, Father, open the doors unto me. Now, he's going to build this point. If you become family, now you get the family stuff. You get the inheritance. You get the riches. You get the castle. You get the kingdom. You get the house. You get the bank accounts. You get it all. And we get to rule and reign with Christ. 
you know, my worldly friends would say, well, I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. Oh, no, you have it all wrong. The angels are going to serve us. We're going to be princes and princesses. We're going to rule and reign with Christ. We're going to sit on Jesus's throne with him. He promises we're going to rule the universe. It's those in hell that will serve. The children of the Most High will reign forever and ever. We get the inheritance. We are royalty, sons and daughters of the Most High God. Verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is in you. And your spirit within your body, soul, and spirit has become alive, and they communicate with each other. And you commune on a spiritual level, a spiritual realm with the Holy Spirit. Testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. There is an assurance, there is a knowledge, there is a comprehension. I am now a child of God. I've been born again. Verse 17, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. You see, Jesus had it all. He was the only heir, the only begotten son of God from God's very essence. But now through the cross and the blood of Jesus, we've been adopted we are now fellow heirs, and Jesus will share the inheritance with us. And we are all children of God, not at the same level. We're not uh, uh, begotten. We're adopted. But to God, it makes no difference. You're in. You're his child, and he loves you. If indeed... We suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. There is a sharing. If we take the bad, we also get the good. Because sometimes the other family of darkness doesn't like God's family, right? You're a Christian, you got a Bible, I hate you, get out, you're fired, I'm leaving you persecution, you know, it's okay because it will be worth it all. What minor suffering we go through. I was thinking of the musical, the book, well, Little Orphan Annie, right? And then Annie, the musical, she was the poor, orphaned, abandoned. I don't know where her parents left her in an uh, orphanage. Where's mom and dad? They're gone. And she had dreams that Someday they'll come back, you know. They, I know they're going to come back for me. They never came back for her. They abandoned her. But you know the good news. Famous, rich Daddy Warbucks adopts her and makes her family. And she gets everything she could ever want. And the sun will come out tomorrow. It is from rags to riches. It is the children of God. We get it all. We get some now, but we get it all later. From glory to glory. And this is the idea of we will suffer a little bit here on earth. 
but the glory will be forever and ever. And they seem to go hand in hand. The glory and the glory, the gory cross and the glorious resurrection. I am crucified with Christ, but I'm also raised in Christ. They go hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other. Verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Christians suffer, Jesus promised. You know, they went after me, they're going to persecute you. They hated me, they're going to hate you. If you take his name, if you say the name Jesus, watch out, right? If you stand for Christ, but it will be worth it. The minor suffering on this earth is nothing compared to the glory and the riches and the honor of heaven. It's coming. 19. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. The whole world is waiting for our final adoption. All creation awaits when I put on my new body and I'm resurrected and I have the power and the glory and I look like a child of God, 100% complete. Creation is waiting for us. Verse 20, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. In hope, 21, that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Eden has fallen. Earth is a mass. The world is covered with sin and curse and weeds and graffiti and war and turmoil and blood. This world is a mess but God's going to fix it all. And when Jesus comes back, his second coming, he'll clean up this mess, right? We will have a day when everything will be made right and the world is waiting. The animals, the plants, the earth itself is waiting for the end when Jesus turns it right side up and the children of God take their thrones and rule and reign and get their new glorified body. The earth is waiting for the end time events. God will liberate it. God will clean it. And God will take this old earth and do a metamorphosis and he will change the old earth into a new earth. Number two, verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. You see, there's a baby coming. The whole world is like in birth pains. When that baby comes, you start to scream a little bit, right? <laughs> Some discomfort, you know. I'll do a natural birth. What was I thinking? Shoot the drugs in me, you know. This baby isn't coming and there's no way to stop it. And the whole earth is like 
pregnant, ready for the sons of God and the daughters of God to come forth. And the earth is waiting and travailing and in pain because the world is a mess. But it's all going to be fixed when Jesus comes. 23, and not only this, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. I'm going to get a new body. I'm going to be resurrected. I'm anxious. Jesus, when are you coming? Today? Tomorrow? Is it soon and very soon? I'm like, you know, Jesus said the end times is like a childbirth, right? And the contractions, and it gets more intense and more frequent, right? And it's childbirth. A baby is coming, a day of celebration when our adoptions will be finalized and I get my new clothes, my new body, my new everything. I'm going to leave the world behind and enter the new earth. Verse 24. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? 25. But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. The Holy Spirit is given as a down payment. He's our pledge. He's our guarantee of our inheritance and my new body. The Holy Spirit's in you right now. He will not leave you. He's a promise. He'll stick with us to the very end. Our adoption is coming. It's getting closer and closer. I think our adoption is a past, present, and future adoption. I think your adoption in the past has been predestined by God. It is going to happen. I think your adoption right now is you are a child of God now. I think your adoption in the future will be finalized when you get your new body and your new home and all the riches of glory, your inheritance. Your adoption will be finalized and made complete. I can't wait to see my mansion. <laughs> I want the newest body where I can fly. I can't wait. No more pain, sorrow. The curse is over. This is our hope. What is the point of this? What is Paul trying to tell us? You need to get Holy Spirit help. Have you been battling the flesh and losing? It seems like I'm losing the battles. Yes, I know we'll win the war at the end, but I want to win now some battles. I want to be spiritual. Then you need to call upon the power of the Holy Spirit. He's in you. You can ask for him to come upon you and empower you and strengthen you to have victories now. You cannot have victory in your own flesh. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to strengthen your spirit 
and the Holy Spirit will give you victory. He's our secret weapon. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. You can have the victory through the power of the Spirit. Call upon his name. Holy Spirit, I need you. I pray to you. Help me with this situation, with this temptation. Strengthen me. Give me victory. He's the key to living victorious is the Spirit of Christ who lives in you. I was thinking of an illustration when Jesus was ready to start his ministry. He goes to be baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, right? He goes under the water. But then when he breaks the surface, the clouds open God's voice, and God sends the Holy Spirit dove, white and gentle and soft and sweet, and it lands upon Jesus and touches him. And John the Baptist says, I could see power transferring from the dove into Jesus's body, and the dove flew away, but the power of the Spirit remained on Jesus throughout his ministry. And I thought, if Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit, how much more do we? Have you been trying to live the Christian life without the Spirit? I mean, we need his fruit. We need his gifts. We need his abilities. We need his power. And you just pray in faith. And you ask. And you humble yourself and you say, Holy Spirit, I can't do it in the flesh. I need your power. And the Spirit's like a dove. He's gentle and sweet and kind. He is a gentleman. You need not be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us, filling us with your love. The Spirit sets us free. The Spirit gives us life. Maybe you've been a Christian, but you're still in the prison cell. You need to just swing open those bars and walk out of that prison. You need to just break those chains and leave them behind. You need to rip off that old stripes, that prison uniform. You need to change your mindset. You're not a captive anymore. You're not a slave to sin anymore. You've been set free. You need to walk in your freedom and, and walk right out of that prison and that jail cell. You are free in Christ. The Holy Spirit has given you freedom, and now walk in it. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. For the Christian, freedom is a choice. You can choose to walk with God. You can choose to be clothed with the power of the Spirit. You can be obedient. You can commune with your Heavenly Father and live as a child of God. You are a child of God now. Live like it, like the old hymn says. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. Let us do his good will. He abides with us still. 
and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Live free through the Spirit. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we love you, we bless you. Thank you for the cross and the blood and your sacrifice. May we live under your blood, under your grace, and not under rituals and rules and law. Holy Spirit, give us life because the law just condemns and kills us. Help us to walk in your power. We need you every day. Holy Spirit of God, we humble ourselves before you and we call upon your name. Gracious, sweet Spirit of God, be in us, be upon us, empower us, anoint us, that we can have the victory through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.